Welcome to season four of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. Today, we're going to talk about the continued importance of employer branding and why it is so important to be intentional about documenting and codifying culture, processes, and the way internal communications are handled. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Roy Abdo, CEO of Digital Revamp. Roy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Greg. Yeah, looking forward to talking with you. And so why don't we start by um, just give us a little background uh, about yourself and and what you're doing at at Digital Revamp. I'm the CEO and owner of uh, Digital Revamp uh, Marketing Agency. And um, uh, my background is all in communication and marketing. I worked about seven years in media and media productions. And I was a consultant for about another four years at uh, three and a half, four years at Gallup, uh, where I did all their digital media and digital media integration. Uh, and right now I'm leading uh, Digital Revamp. We're about uh, 30 people uh, that uh, have all communication backgrounds from video to content, to writing, to scripting, to strategy, to research, to analytics. And we help our clients uh, tell their stories online from an employment brand perspective and then from a thought leadership perspective. Uh, that's the kind of work we do now. Wonderful. Well, let's uh, let's dive in here and, and get started by uh, talking about employer branding and why it's so important to be intentional about this. So how would you uh, first define employer branding and what is its role within an organization? Uh, what, when we get approached to do this kind of work uh, as an employment brand, uh, the main thing that I keep uh, discussing with my clients is Over 80%, it's about 86% of people go online and read a lot about the company culture, the reviews, uh, the, uh, you know, active listings they have, the Glassdoor reviews, their About Us page, their Join Us page. So pretty much every 10 people you're hiring, eight of them are going on your website to checking those informations. And if you don't have those informations, uh, it's super hard to get to know you, to get to know you as an employment, to 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 get to know the kind of culture you have. Uh, so the work we do is we work with companies and um, executives on documenting their culture and then putting a face, putting it into words, putting it into actions, putting it into a process. So when you're trying to get the top talent, those people will go on your website and understand more of who you are, where you're trying to go, what you're trying to build, and then get to see if that's something they align with. And the effect of it is uh, people have higher retention, they have better alignment, uh, specifically, even when they do join the company, because think of it, you join it. I, I always refer to it when you start working, it's like kind of dating. You're trying to get the company. They're trying to get to know you more. And the more documentation and the more, uh, uh, you know, literature about your company and your ethics and your values and your compass and all this kind of stuff is written, the better uh, you have that relationship building happening. You know, you mentioned things like the company website and, uh, publicly available sites like Glassdoor and, and others. These are all, this sounds really straightforward, right? But why, you know, why do organizations keep missing opportunities to work on these these internal communications? I mean, from the thing is like the, what I've discovered is lack of ownership. Uh, it's just not defined role because HR 
put it as their you know IT people. The IT folks puts it on the marketing folks. The marketing folks puts it on the you know uh, the HR folks. It's just kind of like it doesn't have an ownership at the moment. And I think uh, more and more companies we're seeing it. They're creating the employment brand manager, uh, which pretty much the, is the ambassador of this section of the site. This kind of story. So I would say because it's an evolution of you know uh, of our current media and current uh, communication, uh, it has not been taken care of. Um, what are some effective ways that you've seen, given your work uh, with with organizations, uh, whether these are strategies or tactics or, or some combination, what are some ways that organizations can use um, to engage their internal audiences with their brand? So the, the one key things that we work on is for, for our customers is we help make a voice for the executives and the brand itself. And we're talking about as simple as uh, social media updates on the company page about what's happening. We're talking as simple as starting a newsletter, uh, you know, internally for the company that pretty much aligns everyone where they were going, where we're trying to build, who's building what. Uh, you'll be surprised seeing, you know, the ent- companies, enterprises, like not having this kind of alignment and not knowing what's going on. And then the third one is just thinking about the executives of the companies are the biggest sales, you know, salesperson in the company because they their first client is their internal customers, is their internal staff. If those staff are not buying their vision, their vision would not get implemented and would not have the effect and they would not serve the customers they're trying to serve. So the way we explain it is we first start with the element of storytelling and the element of uh, the belief system that a company have, a CEO have, the vision they're aspiring to go, the vision where they want to go. And then we translate that into pieces of content that we disseminate and we distribute and we engage using those pieces of content across different social media channels. We're talking about a LinkedIn page of a company. We're talking about an Instagram page of a company. We're talking about the LinkedIn page of a LinkedIn profile of a CEO. And those pieces of content, if they become, uh, uh, you know, following a schedule, systematic, like uh, in a sense where uh, there's a habit, there's a routine of doing it, is going to build enough repository of content that when this new person is about to join a company, they would lo- literally look up that company website, that company's blog, that company's uh, you know profile on LinkedIn, and there's going to be enough relationship building material on that page to get them acquainted and already start feeling the belonging or the and, and associate themselves with the alignment of the vision where the company is trying to go. How is success measured in what you do? Uh, the the main successful metric we look at is uh, you will see happier and happier a recruitment manager. You will see happier and happier HR professional. You will see a higher engagement internally in the company. You'll see so the metrics we we look at is uh, the the reach of those posts if it's happening and and we're not obsessed like everyone sometimes gets so obsessed. I mean everyone a lot of people get so obsessed about the uh, the volume of reach. But if you're not reaching the right people, that doesn't matter what number you have. You might have a million views, but if you have you don't have the conversion you need, what's the point of those million views? So what we stress on is what people see and how is that helping that hiring manager to get the top talent? How is that helping that CEO being recognized as a thought leader? So whenever you're talking, our measurement happens if an executive, we're working with him on his brand or his vision. If he comes back to us like, you know what, I was having this conversation and someone saw this post on my LinkedIn and then brought that discussion, that for me is a success because that conversation would not have had happened if you did not have that LinkedIn update on your uh, profile. 
And the same thing with, you know, the hiring manager. If when he's trying to recruit a potential candidate, that candidate mentions anything from social media, that is success because that is, that's another piece of conversation that did not exist before having that kind of content on there. How much of your work is focused on, it sounds like there's a lot focused on external candidates for, for jobs. How much is focused on internal, you know, existing employees as a, you know, as a, a word of mouth mechanism and, and things like that? I mean, the thing is, once you start posting those posts on on their social media aligned with the vision and the mission, we're not talking about selling products or services. We're focusing solely on like the core of the company, the belief system of the company. A lot of those clients, sorry, a lot of those uh, employees would actually share them on their own social media. So think about the effect that's happening where you've had this idea that you're working on this project. Let's say, let's say, let's say, for example, a client who is a government contractor. They just want a contract helping, uh, you know, the Department of uh, Labor with certain data project. Right. This is a like really important work serving the citizens of you know our country. And uh, but those people have no mechanism on how to tell the story. Those people working on this project because they're actually working on the project, delivering the solution. We come in and we turn that into an, in an infographic, a visual representation, an impact metric that we can tell a story, and we post it on their social media. That person working on that project now has a media a piece of content that he could reshare on his profile, talking about the work he's doing. And imagine how much more belonging he would feel because he's part of the tribe that's building this kind of story, this kind of impact on the citizen and working along his peers and his friends on delivering that solution. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I had a conversation recently about this as well is just, you know, some, I, I think part of branding is teaching a vocabulary that you not only wish people would use, but that they can use to be able to, to, to basically speak the same language as one another at a company. So, I mean, I think, it's that's it's a really important thing to be able to do internally just so people can even just articulate the things that they may they may be feeling but just articulate it in a way that um other people can relate to and, and agree with and, and stuff like that do you do you agree yeah i mean i think like we we have we have hard time with words we have a hard time with descriptions we have a hard time creating those words coming up with those words so I think any company that has an aspiration to grow, any company that becomes that becomes a brand, because brand without words do not exist. You know, think about right now, if I tell you Nike, you just think of their slogan immediately on top of your head. So they right. own that word in your head and they are going to be living in there for a long, long time. So the idea that I always mention to executives and our clients is if you're not creating the common language, the internal language, the internal wording, the internal uh, you know, principles that you would like to use, it's never going to be created by people because it's not, it's not their forte. They're not thinking about it every single day. And even like, it's not, I would say it's an evolutionary process. When I think about it is your belief system that you start with at, you let's say a company, you're like a 10 year old. Now you're at your year 20. Uh, you're thinking it's, it could be changing. It could be adjusted. It could be shifted because your business requirements are shifting. Your you know, for example, now we're seeing more and more conversations about diversity, equity, and inclusion. This was not a big belief system in a lot of companies we worked with. You can see the immediate shift of adjusting their belief system, making it a core value in the company, uh, you know, belief system that they want to drive and attracting those talents, showing that they believe in that. So we see it, I see it personally evolving and I see it growing based on the current needs and the 
kind of like the evolution of the, the the media that's happening and what is the need. For example, another client we were working with, um, they were you know they were talking about diversity in the workplace or belonging in the workplace. And you know we looked at their you know executives and they're all you know the same color, the same look of you know people and right. how you attract a top talent or a new and they were all pretty much men to be honest uh so it was like how can you attract another person on there when you all your c people the seven people you have on your website they're the same exact look of individuals you know how is would another person feel that yeah yeah they're accepting other people i'm gonna belong here i'm gonna make it my company i'm gonna you know i'm gonna grow into this so i would say these kind of conversations shift depending on you know the company like once we do an assessment we could understand more and more how the companies uh you know they probably have those you know different individuals that just don't think of putting them on their website and they probably have people from they probably had do have i mean most companies have a belief system to be in business for you know at least five to seven years but they just haven't taken time to document it yeah and i think this this goes back to the the conversation about you know the um the glass doors and the, you know, these other and social media, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever, uh, whatever platforms people use, those are, those have kind of democratized people's ability to talk about work or whatever, but there's still a critical role for branding. And, and in this case, employer branding to play is that you don't, we're not in the, in the madman days of one way communication by any means, but there's still, if you don't put the message out there that you want people to hear, they're going to either, you know, to, to your earlier point, they, they may they may not be able to articulate articulate it well, or someone else may go out there and kind of control the message. And so, you know, not having a not having a seat at the table, so to speak, to at least put out the initial ideas that you want to convey. And then, you know, to your last point about diversity, actually walking the you know, walking the walk and, and, and stuff like that, as far as um, actually having a diverse group of leadership and 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 showing it and, and stuff like that as well i think it all it all works together yeah greg i mean you made a great point uh like as most if if you as a company you're not uh, joining the conversations you're never going to be in the conversation so a lot of you know we've seen companies i've seen till, till today a lot of you know major companies they're not taking it seriously in terms of uh, becoming part of the conversation they think of just being silent being silent is the better way to be and the reality is you have to have your voice, your belief system, your drive. Otherwise, people can associate whatever they want with your brand, whatever they want with your message. And you're not going to have a, a part of you're not going to be part of the conversation. Like an additional thing I always stress on is the executives of any company, the drivers of those any companies, uh, they need to be part of the conversation using the same engagement language, the same, uh, you know, rhetoric that, you know, the language, the words that they want to distribute on their content, in their commenting, in the conversation happening. So for example, let's say right now we're, we're working with the, the same idea of that government contracting working with the Department of Labor. The, the CEO, whenever he sees a conversation around labor, he should be joining the conversation using that hashtag of the conversation tracking and mentioning the one of the core beliefs in our company is X, Y, and Z. Bringing that to be part of the conversation and not only just passively listening to what's happening out there, and thinking he cannot be part of fixing that. And we see it actually, some of our executives we work with, whenever we give them that common, that language, that document that language for them, they become more comfortable joining a conversation and becoming part of it because they have their uh, back 
you know, they have they have something in their hand that enables them to say the words they need to say in the right place in the right time. Yeah, it's you know, it takes branding sol- out of solely the the hands of marketing and you know the these executives and leaders they're getting media training for when they're you know getting interviewed or something but they're not necessarily getting social media training or you know or things like that in in all in all cases and so yeah I totally agree with you I mean I think that's it's it's so necessary just to reinforce it on all channels in every even in internal meetings in, you know, in quarterly internal reviews, like all of those kinds of things, just continually reinforcing that stuff because yeah, employees at an organization, even the most well-intentioned ones. And I believe, you know, most, most employees are well-intentioned. They're not trained in branding like you and I may be, or, you know, they're not, they're not trained in those things. And so they need repetition um, and they're, you know, they're, they're certainly willing to adopt it. They just kind of, they need a nudge and they need a little help to, to do so. Uh, you said, you said a great point, uh, Greg, repetition, repetition is key. If you're not repeating your message, your message is going to be forgotten. Even though you might know the information, see the information and in your mind, you might be tired of it because you're actually in this information every day. But for the outside world, that's the first time they see this information. So, for example, your core belief, you might be posting about them the first quarter. I'm like, oh, you know, we hear it a lot of the times when we work with executives and, uh, you know, people on our clients. It's like, no, we posted about this last quarter. I'm like, yeah, we did. But this new quarter, this content could be seen by another person that has not seen you. You're like, it's, it, you have to be repeating your message over and over and you have to get comfortable on not getting tired of it. And start adding different spin on it, like I mean, maybe a story along the way, maybe a data along the way, maybe a personal story, maybe a staff story, that that reinforces that core belief system of your company. Otherwise, it's going to be super hard to compete with you know all the labor shortages we have right now. Like you, you know how this great resignation is happening, and yeah. it's super hard to find talent. So how, why on earth would someone want to work for you when you don't even? You know, they don't even know why you what what you stand for, you know, because there's so many companies out there right now and there's so many people, uh, companies needing people. If you really want to attract the top people, they need to see the vision that you have. Then they need to have the trust that you that you have in, in that company. So one, one last question before we wrap up here. Um, what's a what are some of the like pain points or telltale signs that someone needs to rethink their their employer branding you know what what are some of the pain points that you see with clients coming to you uh, the, the pain point is lack of documentations and taking the words as serious as they should uh, so we see it all the time we, we specifically work with companies who are established because they already have a belief system and it's already in place but it's not documented and a lot of the you know sometimes actually disconnect happens they do have a belief system they have a culture of value they have principles on their website but they're not being adopted so we try to be, we want to be as authentic as we can and there's you know the current culture and the aspirational culture and it's a marriage of both you know so the challenge we have sometimes is like their culture is this way but they want to be in a whole different direction 180 degree better and and we want to be authentic and and real to that other person to attract them so it's a, it's a kind of we have to find the balance of, OK, here's your belief system for this year. And by next year, we could revisit those five other principles uh, that you have in there to be to make sure we're you know, when you're attracting a person, they're like, oh, my God, your website said this. But in reality, it's that. Yeah. Uh, so kind of like that's one of the challenges we, we see. Uh, how do you mitigate it is through, you know, coming in the middle, having that conversation 
and then being honest with the executives whenever we interviewed them of like, okay, so we interviewed the executive, but also we interviewed the HR professionals, we interviewed the marketing people and try to bring everybody aligned on here's what you guys think you are, here's what you actually are, and here's where we can be in the middle and the aspiration of to go to that direction. Is that helpful? Did I answer your question? I felt I went on a different tangent. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that's, I think that's, I think that's perfect. Um, and yeah, Roy, thanks so much for joining the show. Um, for those listening, what's the best way for them to keep up with you and what you're doing? Uh, so I'm active on Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, my name on LinkedIn is R-O-Y-A-B-D-O, Apple, Bravo, Delta, Oscar. And the same thing on my Instagram is R-O-Y dot A-B-D-O. And of course, like my email is R-O-Y at digital revamp. Dot com and I you know publish a lot of content uh, on uh, Instagram and LinkedIn and we have like our, our obviously our company newsletter and such that anyone who's need any help in branding or questions I mean, one thing I didn't I did not mention part of the stuff we do is some of some of the companies we build the training for them on the employment brand and you know becoming a better partner for your uh, executives on how to build that part. So some of the clients we do, after we do the one-time setup for them of the uh, content, we actually just help them train them on how to keep it alive and create the content for it and you know take it to the next level uh, that they aspire to. Well, again, I'd like to thank Roy Abdo, CEO of Digital Revamp, for joining the show. Uh, thanks for listening to The Agile World with Greg Kilstrom. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkillstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.